Welcome to Not the Only One, a St. Matthew podcast for teens on an open, vulnerable, and Catholic journey. Each week, we'll tackle a new topic and do our best to answer those questions you thought you were the only one that wondered about. While we walk together, let us keep our hearts focused on the one, Jesus Christ, who is with us always. All right, you guys, welcome to another week of Not the Only One. It's Lauren again, and I am fortunate enough to have Amy and Avery with us this week. So we have pretty much almost the whole youth ministry team. Shout out to Shelly. We love you so much. Shelly! (laughs) The distant yell. The distant. But I'm so glad to have you guys here. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Glad to be here as always. Having a good time. I love it. I don't think I've done one of the, have I done a podcast with three people? Yeah, we did the St. Matthew one. We did. It's it's the chair. You're in a different seat. It is the chair. And it's like you've never even been in here before. What (laughs) is a podcast? I don't know. (laughs) You enter the door, it's just a portal to a new dimension. You're just (laughs) like, what? This room does feel like Narnia. Yeah. If you're a parishioner here at St. Matthew and you haven't seen the podcast room yet, highly recommend. Ask somebody. It's really cool. Just walk by. It's right by the library. If anyone knows what the library is. Don't give them all the details. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Anyway, it's good to have a full house today. It always feels nice to have a, like, it feels like a big full table, which is perfect because today we are talking about the season of Advent as we continue to get closer to Christmas. And I got to say, one of my favorite things about Christmas is the Christmas Eve meal. Like our dinner, like gathering around that table for dinner. It's the best, you guys. I look forward to it all year. <laughs> Which <laughs> says a lot about my personality. Moment. I'm looking forward to this one meal. When all I year. walk up to the table with a paper plate, it's happened. Everything. Oh no, 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 no paper plate. Oh paper really? Plate. No, we get all the fancy stuff. Oh no, we're a we're a paper plate. There's too many people in the house and they're rotating. So it does make cleaning easier. Although we have a one tiny trash can. We got we gotta work on you that. You could fix that. You could. Joneses, we gotta fix that. Yeah. Okay, well, real quick, what do you guys have like a special Christmas meal? Like either for like breakfast or dinner or like what's your so Christmas shebang? You were the one who told me this, but it's actually just very similar to a Thanksgiving meal. And you told me that that was wrong. I, I doubt <laughs> that I used the words that's wrong. Did I judge you a little bit for it? Likely. But said that it was wrong. Hey, it seems severe. Turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, cranberry. It's the whole, I mean, it's the you whole thing. You know what thing. I think? What? It sounds delicious. Thanks, Lauren. <laughs> You told Amy. me it was weird, and I'm like, I, 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 don't, I don't. I've only Amy, ever known I need that. you to be the unbiased party. Do you think I would ever say that that's weird or wrong? Oh, I think I'm going to be quiet on that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. But I apologize. I'm oh, sure hey. you did it in the most fun-loving way, <laughs> well-meaning way. Hey, but I'm okay with being I'm a little sorry. weird. I'm sorry. I take it back. Honestly, no. sometimes people do tell me that. They're like, you said this. And I'm like, Psh, there's no way that I would have said that. <laughs> well, so don't. I'm sorry. No, hey, don't be sorry. It is weird. But I'm I probably going to be jealous of your turkey Thanksgiving situation. I mean, Christmas situation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amy, what do you guys have? We have um, traditional Italian. So, yeah, because my both my parents' side of the family on, on my side and my husband's, there's Italian on both sides. So they just, you know, homemade sauce for days. Oof. Yeah, it's really good. Big, like, stock pot of sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh. Does and it I'll take s- a long time to make all that? Uh, it takes us a good, like, two-ish days, like, from beginning yeah. to end. And, you know, your baked ziti and chicken parmesan and different Italian side dishes that go with all of that. So it's that amazing. It is very good. But, yeah, it's Italian all the way. <laughs> wow, that sounds really good. The red goes with the season. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> 
every dish is either red or green to, to go with the season. <laughs> red Actually, and green only, please. <laughs> that sounds really good. Green salad. <laughs> Our family does uh, roast beef and twice baked potatoes, which is, if you've oh, never had this before, it's just like so, so much cheese melted multiple times and it's so good. And then uh, some kind of veggie, which, you know, you have to eat it. No one really cares about that. No one's here for the veggie. Yeah. And then uh, star salad, which I won't tell you what's in it because it's one of those very weird 70s dishes, but it's been passed down in our family. It literally is in a star <gasps> mold. There's jello involved. Oh, yeah. Like um, a gel- it's a very Midwestern you it's know, jello so, salad type. It's so good, it's though. It's good, though. And then for dessert, we obviously have our Christmas cookies. But then the really special thing is that we make chocolate mousse. And again, if you've never made a chocolate mousse, you probably won't ever want to make it again because it's really difficult and it takes a long time to learn, but it's so worth it. Mm. So, so, so good. So, yeah. Do you see why I look forward to this? Yeah. Chocolate mousse. Chocolate mousse. Need I say more? On a real plate. Oh, the chocolate mousse is in like like crystal champagne glasses. Like we pull out the (laughs) fancy, okay? So my mom would not be happy with paper plates, okay? Oh, man. All right, so as you know, uh, this is releasing, I think this is going to come out the third week of Advent. And so we are getting pretty close to Christmas. And it's also our last episode of this year, which don't cry. It's going to be okay. We're going to come back. But we wanted to have an opportunity to uh, just reflect and do exactly what we're supposed to do during the season of Advent, which is to slow down, take a deep breath, and focus our attention on God. And so let's start there with why does the church give us the season of Advent and what is the purpose? No, for sure. I think it's um, part of it is, I guess, A, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> Happy this new is a liturgical year. Happy New Liturgical Year, because this is the Advent is the first uh, season that the church celebrates in a new year. We're now in a new year of readings. Um, we're going to get to celebrate all of these things in kind of a, a slightly different light than we saw them in last year. Um, and so it's it's a great time to almost like how we think of like regular New Year's, like in a term between like December, January thing of a reminder of like, what are we looking towards in this upcoming year? We can look back and see what the last year was like, um, but also looking forward to what's the what's the goal? What are we setting our mind towards and what we're going to work towards? Um, because um, we are forgetful as people, we are forgetful. Uh, that's why we not only do we have the liturgical year, but we go to mass once a week at the very least. We do. Um, there are lots of things we can do over and over and over again. Um, and why the readings are in this big cycle and all this stuff is because we need constant reminders. Um, and it's what we're being reminded of that's such a big part of this season. That's right. I mean, we we have to be reminded on what the bigger goal and purpose of life is constantly because we do. We get so sucked into this world and the expectations of of all that are on us, you know, academically and at home and responsibilities and futures. And, and it's just a really nice reminder to slow down, be quiet and just and just really tap into that spiritual world that we all know is more real than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking earlier about how it's almost like kind of comical how opposite it is between what the world is telling us to do versus what our spiritual life in the church is telling us to do. And so in the middle of the season where we are supposed to sit down, uh, pray, be quiet, rest, listen, 
the outside world is telling us that we have a lot of shopping to do, we have a lot of wrapping to do, we have arts and crafts to do, and baking, and movies to watch, and parties to go to, and families to see, and exams, and wrapping things up with work, and there's all of this craziness, and, um, you know, a lot of it is joyful. It's not that it's all bad. It's just incredibly chaotic. Like, I feel like this is the time of the year where I'm so excited, but I'm also a little stressed by everything that has to get done and just very tired from, you know, it is the first time that you kind of get to sit and reflect on the year, and it's like that can be a little like, whoa. Um, You know, so you have all of this busyness, things to do, people to see, places to be, and yet this is the season that we're given as a gift to pause and slow down and literally have to carve out more room and make more room in our hearts for Christ. And so that leads to our next question, which is, I wanted to know what personally has been sticking out to you guys as we are in the middle of the season. So for me, um, you know, it's been a, it's been a very challenging year for on many, uh, many fronts, but it, it really has, the word hope is, is not something I take lightly right now. It is, um, it's something that has almost become very t- a tangible part of my prayer life. And, and my day is just to not lose hope. Um, and also what hope really is, you know, hope isn't necessarily a wish that things go the way that I want them to, or that everything's going to be just, you know, hunky-dory and, and fixed and just happy all the time. It's it's so much bigger than that. Hope is, you know, hope is Jesus. It is, it is Christ. Um, and so when you know that you have him and when you know that you have that essence of him in your life, that it doesn't matter how hard things get, it doesn't matter how much you maybe can't keep up with what you need to do or not do or functionalities. It, it just only matters that you lean really into him, um, and allow him, um, allow him to embrace every problem, every joy, and just know that it's all for the purpose of his glory. Yeah. For me, similar to the, the idea of like hope and like what, is hope like what does the church say hope is and um that we're hoping for it's not not that like a temporal hope like you mentioned right the it's not like oh i hope this happens here i hope this problem goes away or i hope um for something here and now it's this hope in in a place in a person in a relationship of of heaven of being able to be there um and i was listening to like this meditation on at the beginning of the season of um, like take a minute and just imagine what heaven's like with you and your loved ones and the saints and Mary and all these people and just sit in that and how wonderful that is and how joyful that is and let that be your, for lack of like a better word, like vision board of like, this is what I want and this is where I want to be. Um, and like, that's a very solid and concrete thing. It's not this powerless like I can't do anything to get there I can't do anything about the test I took but I hope I get a good grade um, on what I just did Um, it's something that's very actionable and so this idea of like putting hope in like a real thing which I I think I've been focusing on 
Yeah, it's a focus on what's to come, mm-hmm. right? And I think when we think about Advent, oftentimes our attention is, okay, well, it's a time to remember, like to focus on the birth of Christ and remember what's already happened. But as you guys have pointed out, we're also focusing our attention on what is yet to come, on Christ coming again and our time to be in heaven with him. And I love that, like, think about, like, what, like, just sit for a second and think about what heaven might look like. Which, like, how often do we really think about that? But that's the end goal, right? Yeah. So it's good to spend some time thinking about that. And Amy, what you said earlier made me think of, um, like, when you're talking about how really Jesus is, is uh, he's the only one that can fix our problems. And he is our source of hope. And like you said, Avery, hope is in a person, in a relationship, and a place. And so how often, too, are we trying to fix our problems either on our own or seeking, almost like seeking other sources or seeking other people? How often are we seeking Christ to fix our problems? And I don't say that in like a, when's the last time you did that? But just like talking to myself, too, of like, how often am I turning to other things in hope of, like, like to, to think that these things will bring me joy or that these things will fix the problem, bring me peace? And how often... Am I going straight to Jesus? And that's kind of exactly what this time is for, is to have the example of Mary, have the example of Joseph, and look at how how did they live? How did they serve the Lord? How did they follow Christ? And how can I learn from their example and try to emulate that as well? And so I think it comes back to me to that the gospel reading from the first Sunday about being vigilant. And uh, we were warned to not let our hearts become drowsy, um, to not be consumed by the anxieties of daily life, and that that would be a trap. And how true is that? That, like, we can get a little uh, drowsy. We can get a little, I hate using the word lazy, but that's kind of what comes to Yeah, complacent, right? Or, like, just totally overwhelmed and trying to solve being overwhelmed and stressed in things other than Christ. And so we're told instead to be vigilant at all times. And so that's what I've been trying to like spend time praying about and just thinking about and meditating about. It's like, what does it mean to be vigilant? And it almost felt kind of like a slap in the face, like wake up, you know, like a little, like maybe not, maybe slap in the face is too hard, but sometimes I need that. <laughs> um, but to be vigilant. And then I thought, well, like, what am I being vigilant about right now? Well, I'm being vigilant about making sure that I have all the Christmas gifts that I need for my family. I'm being vigilant about the work that I know needs to get done for my job. I'm being vigilant about making sure I watch all the Christmas movies that I want to watch. Like these are, again, that's why we, we talk a lot on the podcast about like, it's not always a bad thing that we're consuming our time with. Like those are good things. My work is a good thing. Christmas movies, I love them. You know, wanting to get gifts to the people that you love, that can be an action of love. But if it's out of balance, then I'm not being vigilant with the Lord. And so just using myself as an example here. And so I think that's what I want to continue to think about during this Advent season of just like, what does it mean to be vigilant? Am I being attentive to the Lord? And and am I remembering that he is a source of hope in all times of our lives? Not just when things are going well, he is a source of hope despite anything that might be happening in our circumstances. Yeah, and I think, too, that, um, you know, going what you said about being vigilant is that is that he um, he brings us this ability to turn over um, a lot of the things that we feel like are our responsibility this time of year. You know, we 
um, you know, especially as you have, you know, your families and what have you, and you, you mentioned, you know, the running around and getting people gifts and, and you feel a great sense of, I don't want to say burden isn't the right word, but it is responsibility to make others joyful and to make others happy, uh, in all the circumstances that go on in December, you know, that, that we just bring all this on us to go, oh my gosh, it's such a joyful time. But honestly, it can also be a really hard time for people. Mm -hmm. Um, the holidays are, you know, a time where a lot of our wounds are a, a lot more fresh and sensitive and, and, um, a lot of things that are difficult circumstances for families are just even more, um, they're just, they put even more of a spotlight on them you know, in the holidays. And so the vigilance in, in Christ is to, you know, to almost just envision that he, he will fix, he has and will fix all that is painful, all that is wrong, all that is, um, that is not right, you know, about certain people's lives and circumstances. If we just continue to be vigilant in trusting and hoping and praying, um, for his guidance. And so, you know, that's something that I've been very vigilant about lately is just almost envisioning his just big giant arms wrapping itself around certain people and certain circumstances. And I can almost just, I use that visualization of him doing that and just knowing that it may not be something that I get to see someday, but in, in his time and his place and his way, he has fixed it. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just that, you know, it's, it is that hope in him and trust that his way is, is the way. And so as we get closer to Christmas, what are some things that you guys are looking forward to? Well... Uh, I've got my travel plans all set, got my plane tickets bought. So looking forward to, um, heading home, seeing family. Um, cause it's always, it's always like, it comes back to Christmas and it feels like ages since I've seen family. So, um, good times, good food, you know, warm home, you know, good to see some good family. So really, really you're looking forward to that. Um, and then also this year through like Advent, like figuring out like, and I'm in a unique place in life where uh, I'm single. I live by myself and like trying to find what traditions that I can kind of build up for what I would call like my home um, and realizing that uh, the several years that I've tried to do like an advent wreath, you know, the purple candles and pink candle, all that, um, and like figure out why it hasn't worked for me. And it's because I go home and see family during like the third and fourth week of advent. So you going to bring it on the plane with you? <laughs> exactly. What am I going to do? Bring candles that are just going to get broken. Um, and so realizing that like, okay, maybe that's not a tradition that like works for me where I am. And like, maybe that's what works for your family. And maybe that's something you guys really love. Or maybe it's uh, like the O antiphons or uh, other cool like Advent stuff. Um, but recognizing like for myself and for where I'm at, like what I can do liturgically um, and how I can fit those traditions into my prayer um, has been really great. A little bit of grace this year for that. Mm -hmm. um, but then just, you know, devoting my time, my attention to those things that do give me um, like real rest this year, being with family and um, those kinds of things. So, yeah, really looking forward to that. Could use a, could use a little break. Mm -hmm. and for, for me, it's, 
it's just, it's kind of funny because, you know, I've always loved to go to Mass and experience church. It's just been a part of who I am for as long as I can remember. But I just feel like at Christmas, it just, it, it feels, during the Advent season and the Christmas season, it just feels like the sacraments and Mass are just even more powerful than they always are. So it's just something I really lean into. We've talked a lot about hope on this episode. And so I'd love to close out with what would you guys share as a source of hope for our teens as we close out this year? So for the for the teens, I would definitely say, at least from a, a parent's perspective, I would say to you guys, you have no idea the power of hope that you can give your families and don't underestimate your presence and how important it is and the joy that you can bring to your parents and aunt and uncles and godparents it's don't take that for granted don't think for one second that they take it for granted that you are a source of strength and hope for all the people around you yeah i think for i think i mentioned it earlier too the the idea that hope is an actual real thing and not this fleeting like well i have no power over whether this thing comes to me or does not come to me and so i have to hope in you know what the world would call like the universe or i put it out into the universe and maybe it'll happen um but no the idea that hope and our hope in heaven is a real place and a place that you were created to be a part of that you are and that you have the agency to make choices and actions to get yourself there because we know that there are people that are there like that's that's what we call the saints um people that we know are there and that you were also created to be that saint to be um in heaven in that relationship in that place of beauty and joy um in perfect relationship with god and and everyone else and that's not a it's not something that you are powerless against. It's not something that's just going to happen to you, um, that you get to make choices today, now, and tomorrow, and every day that you get afterwards to achieve it, to make steps towards it. Um, There's a homily I heard like a good couple of weeks ago, and it was um, he was saying that uh, when you you know you look at a mountain and you want to get to the top of the mountain, you don't just wake up one day and appear at the top of the mountain. You have to walk. You have to walk up it. You have to make steps towards it um, in order to get there. You don't just ever appear there. Um, and so same thing kind of with our hope. And that gives me, that makes me feel empowered that I can make those choices, that it's not out of my control mm-hmm. um, yeah, to get there. You're not just like stuck. Exactly. Yeah. Which again, like, <laughs> I guess it's sticking out to me because it's what I said was sticking out to me. But it goes back to the vigilance. If we are being vigilant, then we are also going to be taking the next best step to reach that top of the mountain. Like we see the mountain, our eyes on the prize, and now we know that I have to do something in order to get on the top of this mountain. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think the thing that I wanted to share was that even amidst uncertainty, uh, like Mary, you're still taken care of, you're still loved, you're still provided for, and that God has a plan for you. And not only does he have a plan for you, but it's actually a really good one. Even if you don't know what is coming next, Um, that he's not asking you to have every detail figured out. He's just asking you to walk with him. And uh, I think doubt creeps in when we don't know what's going to happen. And so there's like that what if train of thought. 
And especially with a new year coming up, sometimes there's that nervousness of like, well, I don't know what the next year looks like or like, you know, especially in high school and middle school, you're thinking about a lot of these decisions that you're going to make coming up and decisions that you're starting to make for yourself and you're like learning how to do that. And so there can be a little bit of like worry or anxiety in that. And so I think that is where hope comes in, that even if you don't know what the plan is, God does and trust that it's actually a really good plan for you. And that it's like this perfectly curated plan just for you. And that's how personally he knows you and how much he loves you. And so um, taking confidence that he will continue to provide for you. Anything else that we need to say about Advent? I think just like a weird final point when you were saying that last thing that you said, that wraps up what we just talked about at Edge of this, who you are, who you were created to be, is part of this great plan and great purpose. Um, (laughs) And that same thing that while you may not see where you fit into it or you don't see what the big, big plan is, God does and it's great and it comes together in a beautiful way. Um, so I thought that, that was, this was a fun podcast. We talked about both <laughs> the life deed and the edge curriculum. Look at us go. Look at Thank us. you, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. I hope that you've enjoyed uh, pulling up a chair and either drinking a cup of tea or coffee with us, or maybe you're on a lovely walk. Hopefully it's not, by this time this comes out, it's not too cold outside to take a beautiful walk. But thank you as always for tuning in with us. And we pray that this episode can continue to be a source of hope for you and that you know that there are at least three other people sitting at a table trying to figure out this walk of discipleship with you. And so thank you for listening. Thank you for another wonderful year of Not the Only One. And for all that you do, just by being you and being a part of this wonderful parish, St. Matthew. Amy and Avery, as always, thank you for joining me and thank you for making my job so fun by me getting to work with you guys and all the great, awesome stuff that you do for our families. Are you guys ready to close in prayer? Absolutely. Let's do it. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, We are just so grateful for faith. We are grateful for the seasons that you give us to explore our faith. And we are grateful that you give us one another, that we can lean into the people that we love and the people that journey with us day in, day out. And we just ask you to bring your spirit to all of us, to all that are listening, to all the times that we just don't understand and we need we need your hope and we just ask you to bring vigilance to our faith and to our commitment to grow closer to you each and every day and we just ask you to guide all of us through the rest of this beautiful christmas season and the rest of this 2021 year and just keep us safe keep us together and just keep us ever focused on you and your presence and your love We just close this out with a beautiful glory be to the Father and to the the Son and to the the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Amy. And thank you again for everybody that's listening. We will be back in a few short weeks, so don't miss us too much. And we look forward to joining you again in January. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram at stmat underscore ym. And if you want to check out older episodes or submit some suggestions or questions to Not the Only One podcast, you can do that by checking out our parish website, stmatthewcatholic.org. We hope that you guys have a truly wonderful, blessed, peaceful Christmas with your family 
and know that we look forward to seeing you in the new year. God bless.